What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Vitamin Lead, your healthy dose of leadership. I'm your host, TJ Reed, and we are here in beautiful Vitamin Lead Studios. When I was first uh, uh, figuring out what we would do with Vitamin Lead and searching for images that would really define our brand, I really wanted uh, Vitamin Lead to feel like a shot of vitamin D, right? Uh, that, that sunshiny thing that just makes you feel good, uh, that can help you to feel healthier, feel more confident, right? And so the picture of this beach behind me here is such a good reminder for me of that because that's just one of the things that I love is I, I feel uh, very healthy when I'm in a place like this, when I'm able to go snorkeling or sit out in the sun and just listen to the waves come with the clear waters. And so maybe you're with me, but that's kind of why we're here at Vitamin Lead Studios looking like this. Uh, but I'm excited today uh, because this is now uh, the second video I'm going to record. Uh, the first one that you're going to see, but the second video I'm going to record here from Vitamin Lead Studios. And I'm excited to share these podcasts with you via video so that we can maybe even reach a new uh, user on YouTube. And so if you know somebody that would appreciate these leadership lessons on YouTube, would you just send them the link of this? I would very much appreciate it. We're going to put the link. If you're listening on uh, audio podcast, we'll put the link to our YouTube page in the, in the uh, show notes as well on those sites. So I'm excited. I'm excited because today we're going to talk about how will leadership look in the future? And I think sometimes uh, the way that leadership looks is probably how it's starting to look right now, but maybe that we haven't fully embraced. Does that make sense? How will leadership look in the future? Maybe what we're, some of the kind of ripples we're starting to see now that are gonna become the regular things in the days to come. And so what I did was I just wrote down two principles of things that I'm seeing personally right now uh, that I wanted to share. And then in a future podcast, uh, maybe in the next week or two, uh, we'll, we'll share a few more things that I think would be really helpful as we think about what leadership looks like in the future. And so the first one is what I'm calling the road trip principle. So if you're taking notes or listening, think about the road trip principle. I remember when I was in college, I went to college uh, just outside Philadelphia. And uh, that's where I met my wife, met my best friends and people like that. I, I just, I love that time there. And it amazes me how many times we actually took road trips back to Ohio or uh, to different places where it would take us six or seven hours or we'd drive through the night just because we were insane people in our early 20s. And so hopefully you've, you've had that experience because it was a great experience. Things that I loved uh, that I probably couldn't do nowadays uh, but if you do do it you usually have a good group of friends that are helping you to do it but i remember one specific time uh, my friend on a friday was like hey i really want to go see you, the u2 exhibit at the rock and roll hall of fame and so we all piled into his car and we drove the seven or eight hours through the night got to my parents house slept a little bit and then went to downtown Cleveland uh, to see the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And that was an awesome time. It was a great memory. And if you know anything about taking a road trip with a group of friends, one of the most important things you can do with that group of friends is you rotate who's the driver, especially if you're gonna drive through the night. When I was growing up, um, what my parents would do is we would, uh, they would take a nap after work and then they would take shifts where they would begin to drive from our house all the way down to in Cleveland, Ohio, all the way down to Myrtle Beach or to Florida. 
and they would drive through the night. Uh, but what they would do is they would take turns in this. I, I, just a little side note, a little bit funny thing, but we would take out the middle seats of the van. Maybe you're uh, a child of the 80s like me. We took the middle seats out of the van, we put a bunch of blankets down, and my parents would drive and we'd roll back and forth. <laughs> in that van as as they drove and so uh, things that you'd probably get uh, some sort of ticket today for uh, but I'm grateful that, that those are those are great memories things that I really enjoyed during that phase of life but this road trip they would take turns they would take turns in the driver's seat to make sure that the other person got enough rest and stuff like that and so this is kind of where this road trip principle comes from imagine you're taking a road trip with four friends and it's going to take, let's say, 36 hours. Uh, the best possible thing would be for each of you to take about nine hours, where when one gets tired, the other one can hop in. Where one struggles with highways, the other one goes, man, I drive highways really well, but it, what I really hate is those rural back roads or whatever that looks like. And I think it's a lot like that in business. I, I think that we're getting to a point where the person in the hierarchy, the corporate culture, we kind of... Uh, build this hierarchical chart where the person at the top makes all the decisions is in the driver's seat they know what's going on and I think we're getting to a point where and maybe people have been doing this for a while but you choose the person in the driver's seat who has the most capability for that time I wrote this down you, you can go long distances faster when you have more capable drivers in the car. So if you're somebody that's used to hierarchy, maybe you haven't hired the most capable people. Maybe you wanna be the smartest person in the room. But if you've been smart about this and you realize your deficiencies, hopefully you filled it with really strong people that make up for some of those deficiencies that you have. We all have strengths and we wanna grow in the things that we're deficient at, but it's really important to have people that are much better at things than us on the team. And so you can go long distances faster when you have more capable drivers in the car. Know when to give up the driver's seat. That's an important thing for us as leaders to learn is when am I hindering the growth of the team because I don't have the skills to get us to that next step. When does that person who's really good with data analysis need to drive the car? When does that person who's really passionate about people training need to drive the car? When does that person who knows that our team needs a shot in the arm of encouragement need to drive the car? The humble and patient and uh, high emotional quotient leader will recognize when other drivers need to drive the car. If you're insecure, you feel like you always need to drive the car. But the goal is, is that capable drivers would take over on this road trip because we're gonna be able to go further. We're gonna be able to see more things. We're gonna be able to enjoy the sights more when you have more capable drivers in the car. And so maybe for corporate culture, it doesn't need to look like a hierarchy chart, but it needs to look like a diagram of a van with all the different seats and, and really define what each of the people in the seats looks like. And then when does the cycle cause for this person to move to the driver's seat? When does the cycle cause for this person to move to the driver's seat? I think that's one of the things we suffer with in our culture is we expect a lot of times 
the leader to know and be able to do absolutely everything. I think in the church realm, that's why pastors burn out. I think even with government, that's why government officials can't meet the needs of all the people because they're good at one thing, but they probably need the other people to step in and they don't need to be the hierarchical leader there. I, th I think it's, it's rife in all different industries that this happens. And so uh, the road trip principle, make sure you have capable people because when you have more capable drivers, you can go further distances. So that's one. The second one is what I call the Ussy principle. And I got this one from my friend Wilson. What's up, Wilson? Wilson is a uh, frequent listener of Vitamin Lead, and I am so grateful for his friendship. Uh, but when we went to Europe last fall in October of 2018, uh, Wilson would always grab people at the different sites and so say, hey, let's all let's all pile in here for an Ussy, because he would call it an Ussy because it's a selfie when it's just you, but it's an Ussy when it's us together. And so he did such a great job of kind of writing the story of that trip by pulling us into these different Ussies together. And as I began to think about leadership, I thought about that great leaders are great Ussy people, right? Um, I, I think part of this is something that great leaders have been doing for a long time, but ultimately kind of in tandem with that road trip principle if you're a leader it's really important that you make the people that you're leading and working alongside feel like you're writing a story together because you are and so that's what vision talks do but then actions speak towards that it's an ussy principle that it's not a me -y prince it's not a selfie it's an ussy. When somebody asks you, what do you attribute your success to? It's an ussy. It's not a me. And so realizing who really helps us to be successful. I remember being challenged uh, by my boss's boss in the last year. What are you doing to recognize the people that are B or B plus players? The ones that faithfully show up but aren't necessarily desiring leadership, but just want to come and do a great job and know that they're recognized for their work. What a great challenge to remember that it's an ussy, it's not a selfie or anything like that. None of us are our own success. It's helped by the people that have poured into us, the people that have corrected us, the people that have prayed for us, the people that have said, you are making a big mistake. It's all of those people that make into it. And then if, if you're working in an organization, it's, it's so often not that you are doing it alone, single-handedly, but it's that it's an ussy thing, not a selfie thing. And so, man, leaders that just go, hey, hop in this picture here, let's remember this. And realizing that leadership is a journey and when to capture a memory together. I think, I think ussy leaders are willing to be able to say, hey, listen, we just accomplished something great. Let's stop for a second and breathe and be grateful for this moment so that we have the strength, but we also have the memory to look back on when business gets tough again. It's an ussy thing. It's not a selfie thing. And so uh, thank you to Wilson for teaching me that lesson and for teaching us that lesson here as, as part of this. I think I have a lot more in me as I'm going through this podcast and recording this today. I think there's some more about how leadership will look in the future. So I look forward to sharing that in the weeks to come with you. But remember today, the road trip principle. Know that you have a bunch of capable drivers and be willing to put them in the driver's seat when it merits that they should be in the driver's seat. And then the ussy principle. Make sure that you're pulling people into the story and that you're realizing that it's an ussy thing, not a selfie thing. And so uh, I hope that's helpful. 
Thank you for listening to Vitamin Lead, your healthy dose of leadership. And I look forward to talking to you real soon. Bye-bye.